Viktor Frankl said, Everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of the human freedoms. To choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's way. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson. Stay tuned for the next hour as Sue explores the human psyche, what makes us tick and how to live better, more fulfilled and more meaningful lives. Only on 101.9 High FM. Hello, this is Sue Jackson on Finding Human. Nib, my voice is sounding a bit different. Just excuse it. It's, it will come back and go and come back. My guests today are Christina and Helen. How do you pronounce it? For you, please. For you, please. And it's wonderful to have them. And our topic is changing lives. I actually did ask Christina to please tell me how to say their surname, but she said not to bother. She would do it. Now, we are dedicating this program to Christine's father. Yanni Vujuklis. And beloved husband and father who passed away at the end of 2017. And this is uh, in honor of him. Um, we're going to be talking about the Grace Community Center, plus a golf day that they're having. And Mother Teresa said, the world is full of good people. If you can't find one, be one. And I'm sitting across two women who have certainly have lived up to that. They became the good people. Now, I would like to also just say that Helen is uh, Christina's mom. And Helen's just uh, received a, a message from Greece. And the message said, our creator of the universe is all around us. So please, God, that's we are surrounded and our words will reach where they are supposed to reach. Christina, I'd like to start with you. Let me, sorry, first of all, say that if anyone would like to contact us, please do so on SMS 34519 and Telegram on 061895. One zero one nine. Telegram is a free app that you can just look up. We're not using WhatsApp at uh, WhatsApp at the moment. Okay, Christine. Now, I've known Christina for a long time, and, I, and as an incredibly empathetic person, she worked with my own psychiatrist for a long time and helped me out in many difficult situations. So it's so good to actually have you in the studio with me. On Thanks. not not. Uh, in those rooms. <laughs> yes, thank you, Sue. It's actually a pleasure to be here and a privilege. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Now, tell me about the your um, your the work that you actually do and why your mom came and joined you. Well, the work that we do actually, we feed about thirty six to forty children every day. Um, we've been operating since nineteen ninety nine uh, and officially registered two thousand and two. Um, oh, is it an NGO registered yes, it's, NGO? It's, it's an NGO and a PBO. What is Public a P- benefit? Oh. Um, yes. Um, where it's, um, anyone who wants to actually sponsor, um, there's tax alleviation, um, for that, for the sponsor. And, um, yeah, we've actually helped a lot of, a lot of, um, children throughout the, the years. I mean, it's going for 20 years now. We initially started with HIV, AIDS, and, um, now we're only focusing on education. Um, cause that's where the need is. That is where the nation actually grows. 
and um, our children. It's from creche right up to matric. And then obviously we've got um, the mothers and grandmothers um, from these orphans or single um, parents that um, get the assistance to um, to find jobs. So there are job opportunities. Um, but I think we all expand slowly. Yes, just <laughs> let's go back a step. Yes. Because I wanted to know why you got engaged. I know that you as a small child were called O'Shame. Yes. <laughs> why did you have such a soft heart and a heart that reached out? And then I'm going to ask Helen. Helen, what was your prayer for your daughter? Well, my prayer for my daughter actually was to be a kind person, to be a loving and caring person. And uh, it became a question very, very later in my life, why I didn't have the same prayer for my son? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, well, it's been discovered now why. Because you need more things than just one. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, your son was a miracle, wasn't he? Yes, she was a miracle child, oh. yes. Uh, that's why they've got a, a, such a difference in age with Christine, nearly 15 years. And probably difference in personality. Yes. Definitely. Um, oh, <laughs> yes, definitely. But I think a personality that uh, it's needed. Mm. Um, uh, it's good to be uh, mercy-driven, but sometimes you need someone to stir you a little bit around because you can uh, get off the harness. <laughs> Absolutely, and you can kind of uh, have dreams and not be practical enough to really put them into, uh, Absolutely. into place. Yes, yes. Now, you came from Salonika, is that right, Helen? Yes, I, I came from Salonika, which, uh, um, to my knowledge, it's uh, one of the largest, actually, uh, compared to the size of the city and the country, of uh, the Jewish uh, community. Uh, in fact, uh, we, that we know it very well, know it as the small uh, uh, Jerusalem. Is that The so? buildings, the structure, oh. the markets. And your father was actually Jewish? My father's father, your father's father, was a, a, a Jewish baby that was left at the doorstep of my great grandparents yes. that had no children. Gosh, what a gift! Yes, and, and that is exactly what his name was. What? What yeah. was it? A gift? Theodosi, which is something to Theodore, which is God's gift. Oh, isn't that beautiful? Yes. And then your mom had her own history. I mean, so there's. There's a, um, what would I call it, a string that goes through this <laughs> yes. entire inheritance of yeah. reaching out and caring for, for the downtrodden, for people in need. Yes. Just tell me a bit about your mum. Uh, well, my mum was also an exile from uh, Constantinople, which is Istanbul today, um, the same as my husband's uh, uh, mum. Um, they came uh, in times uh, and uh, they had really difficult uh, life, but uh, they had this burning uh, fire in, in them for the country. They were more Greek than Greeks. Yeah. It happens all the time, <laughs> it isn't <does>. it? <laughs> and uh, at the time of the Second World War, actually, she was uh, hiding all her Jewish friends. And her very, very best friend, she actually had her in a little dungeon <laughs> in her own home for quite some time until they managed to uh, send her off. 
But my mum was... Actually, it was a cellar. A cellar, So that no one could find her. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Now, the dungeon, you know, it was dungeons yeah, in those no, there days. No there was no window, there was nothing. Yeah. Exactly. You know, that cellar, no. they used to put the, the wood for the fire, you mm. know. Yes. And, um, so your mum was... But my mum was also... My mum was caught, you As know. a collaborator. Uh, yes. And um, she actually done um, 18, 19 months in the dungeon herself. When yes. she came out, she was like a wild, you Aww. know, looking person. Um, but she never lost her spirit. Mm. No. And Amazing. So yeah. the spirit lives the spirit on in her daughter. Yeah. And you're an only child. Yes. What a wonderful spirit to live on. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9 High FM. Hello, this is Sue Jackson. My guests today are Christina and, and Helen Vogioklis. Right. <laughs> and our topic is changing lives. You're going to be short, hearing a very short YouTube by Maya Angelo, and it's actually a beautiful thing. It's called Just Do Right. She says it's the three-word secret to living your best life. It's very short. Maybe the hardest part is you, if, if you teach... You have to live your teaching. Mm. You can't uh, say, you do not as I do, but do as I say. No, no. You have to say, I'm doing my best to live what I teach. I have a painting by Phoebe of a group that she calls Sister Suki's Funeral. And they all the women, there are about nine women, and they... They all look like women in my grandmother's uh, prayer meeting group. So whenever I'm obliged to do something, I take that painting, and I look at that painting. There's an empty chair, and I think, now, what would Grandma do? What would she say? I can almost hear her voice say, now, sister, you know what's right. Just do right. You don't really have to ask anybody. The truth is... Right may not be expedient, it may not be profitable, but it will satisfy your soul. It brings you the kind of protection that bodyguards can't give you. Try to be all you can be, to be the best human being you can be. Try to be that in your church, in your temple. Try to be that in your classroom. Do it because it is right to do. You see, people will know you. And they will add their prayers to your life. They'll wish you well. I think if your name is mentioned and people say, Oh, hell, oh, damn. <laughs> I think you're doing something wrong. But if your name is mentioned and people say, oh, she's so sweet, he's so nice, oh, I love, oh, God bless her. There you are. So try to live your life in a way that you will not regret years of useless virtue and inertia and timidity. Take up the, uh, the battle. Take it up. It's yours. This is your life. This is your world. I'll be leaving it long before you under the ordinary set of circumstances. You make your own choices. You can decide life isn't worth living. And that would be the worst thing you can do. How do you know? So far. 
Try it. See. So pick it up. Pick up the battle and and make it a better world. Just where you are. Yes. And it can be better and it must be better, but it is up to us. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9 High FM. Hello, this is Sue Jackson. My guests today are Christina and Helen Bogioklis, and our topic is changing lives and exactly what Maya, Dr. Maya Angelo was saying there about take it up, take your own whatever you want to do and spread the light and, yes. and be something different. Christina, tell me how you got involved with your organization. Well, firstly, all my life I've always had a heart for the needy, the impoverished. Um, I couldn't face injustice. And possibly that could also be from um, being overseas, coming back um, at the time, being an only child, then um, as a teenager having my brother as well. But both my, my parents, um, from their background, um, their, their upbringing, my mom for one, um, after post-war, um, there was such devastation, and her mother would send her um, to go and feed the needy. Mom was never, she was an only child, and she never actually felt hunger like most did at the time. Um, and her mom would actually send her in the neighborhood and say, go and give this to this child, go and give the, to this family on a daily basis. And um, these stories, I, I actually was brought up with these, uh, these the stories. The responsibility you know? towards others. Yes, and, and the love and the care and yeah. also um, to be thankful for what we have and to be able to, to see the difference. Um, that also could be attributed to um, having um, actually gone overseas and because at the time, I mean, in South Africa, we were very much just a white community. But I would be, I, I saw the differences. And um, coming back after having studied in Greece and coming back and got married, had two children, my husband decided to leave us. And that's when my parents came back um, to assist as a family. Now, I was studying um, psychology at the time, and with, obviously, you know, you, you're studying and you, you actually, you've got all these emotions. It was at the time when the Rwanda and the um, Burundi genocide um, occurred, and we would see all, by the dozens, all these refu refugees coming in. And, um, and the xenophobia the, was terrible. Yes, and DRC as well, and Zimbabwe. Mm -hmm. And um, we still had fam family friends in, in the areas like Yeovil, and we would go visit, and we would see all all these desperate, you know, you could, I mean, you could see this um, almost a teenage-headed, pregnant young girl with um, all these little ones running around with snotty noses. So um, it was a time of HIV epidemic. It yes. was at its highest, too. Yes, it was at its highest, and, and that's where I actually focused um, I believed that we needed to do something. We couldn't just leave it at that. Uh, so Were you working at the time? I was working at MediCredit at the time. So I had a lot of knowledge and a lot of stats that I could actually work with. And that's where I based um, most of my studies, through HIV AIDS. I, I was actually the first group through UNISA to do the HIV AIDS scan counseling oh. course. 
and with a family friend, um, uh, Dr. Mike Mutakiris, he's actually in, in America now, um, we decided to do a survey in the areas of Yeovil, Bellevue East, uh, Berea, Hillbrow. What, looking at the most needs, what mo- was needed? Yes, mo- what was needed, and also... Basically, we would go to shelters as well, and this is where we got our surveys. We actually approached um, the, the ladies. Um, one of them was um, out in Anderson Street, a shelter where it was the old uh, pass, not my time, that maybe mom, mom mm. could actually, yes, mm. yes. Um, where they converted it actually for mothers with um, children and in the, in the daytime, that's where they would stay. I mean, in, at nighttime, they would stay there. In the daytime, obviously, they would have to seek um, vocation. And we started doing um, small work- workshops around HIV so that there was HIV AIDS awareness um, campaigns. Mm-hmm. And sorry if I interrupt. Just and talk I, into your... Yeah, and I um, actually used to... Um, carry over their uh, sewing machines, portable, yes, yes, with materials and uh, um, and another couple of ladies that do knew uh, how to to sew. We're (laughs) going to get back Mm. to that shortly. (coughs) This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9 High FM. Hello, it's Sue Jackson. My guests are Christina and Helen Vogioklis. And our topic is changing lives. You can SMS us on 34519 or telegram us on 061-895-1019 if you have any questions to ask or any suggestions to make. I would just like to do one more before we go back to, to you, Helen, because this is, it's, it just sparked something in me. As you said that Mother Teresa also said, do things for people, not because of who they are. Or what they do in return, but because of who you are. Now, what I'm hearing from you is that you went in almost like a mother figure to clothe them, to feed them. You went in with your sewing machine. Absolutely. And um, what did you do with your sewing machine? I, I need to say that the strange happening in my life. I never liked needles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but when I was the last time in Greece... I had to get very involved with needles and sewing machines. So at 47, I actually learned how to sew. (laughs) So when we returned in South Africa in 96, I brought two machines with me, one overlocker and one sewing machine. And um, that was uh, something that we didn't know what was going to happen in our return. And when all these things started opening like a flower, um. The first thing that came into my mind that these people have no skills and that's what they need. And if I could learn to sew, then anyone else could do that. So it was to and, teach a man and to that, fish. Exactly. Mm. And uh, this came, you know, uh, uh, really very strong in me. And uh, we managed to get a couple of uh, portable sewing machines and uh, ladies actually a couple uh, it, it was it's over a hundred wow yeah they brought a whole container from england mm-hmm. it was an amazing singer. time mm-hmm. look uh, we we have to have about 20 uh, sessions in your radio station yeah, to we'll, talk we'll, about, we'll. <laughs> about these things you know you don't know what to remember first yeah. Yeah. 
And that's what we used to do. Once a week, I used to take the machines there, and we had groups, because Christine was doing the support groups on HIV and AIDS, and I used to take uh, another day for the ladies to do the sewing uh, lessons. And well, how was your husband involved then? Uh, my husband, mm-hmm. my husband really was such a pillar next to me. Uh, he would assist at the time that I was doing that with the ladies. He would be standing at the actual center, which at the time it was in, uh, in Bellevue East, uh, because uh, we used to receive something like 40, 50 uh, uh, people, mainly ladies, mm-hmm. a day. Good heavens. And uh, it was... Uh, Just uh, wanting to be educated, wanting, uh, wanting to, to be educated. Wanting to be fed. Uh, needed mm-hmm. help, uh, needed food, needed clothing. Uh, we used to show at the time uh, little mats for children just to roll them up and have them for the night wherever they Aww. were going to sleep. Mm-hmm. One of your synagogues in Yeovil, um, yeah. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. huge, uh, uh, it, 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 it was used basically, you know, for that. They used to open the doors and everyone was just sleeping wherever they would find space mm-hmm. on cardboards. Or nothing, mm-hmm. or just you know the ladies. Yes, the ladies that, that they have the, the, those wrap around Raps. them. You know mm-hmm. they used to just throw this thin little wrap oh. on the ground. You know on the concrete to to put their children to sleep. Mm-hmm. So it was that the time you know that was needed so many things and. Uh, the, the things were unfolding in themselves. So each time you would see something else that was needed. Yes. And then your can dad. I, <laughs> sorry. So can I say something yes. that came to my mind? I was, uh, as I was driving one day, crossing, um, um, uh, what is that the nice building that you like, Christine, with the glass in, just behind our. Hutton. Hutton. Yes. All right. And, Two African men, they were cutting a piece of new uh, uh, underfelt for carpets. So I drove past, <laughs> and then I thought, what is this? So I reversed. I said to them, what is these things that you're cutting? He says, why? I said, well, what are you going to do with it? Uh, we're just going to throw it away. I said, can I have it? Ah, oh, sure. So they loaded it into my little cadet <laughs> that I had, and I took it. I didn't know why I took it. And only when I brought it to the center, the ladies that they were doing the sewing there at the time, they went crazy, said that's exactly what we needed to make little mats. And that very day, it was like someone came there hurt already. The blood was still mm. uh, you pouring. Know, pouring. And uh, he asked for assistance. And we cut a piece and we made a mattress for him, mm. and we put him in a little space that we had just behind the building there just to see what we were going to do with him. Mm. That man became a wonderful person. He said, please, I, I know why God sent me here. And today he's a driver. He's driving for many years now. Um, 
for a company that sells glass, not PG glass, another company I can't remember. How anyway. wonderful. Many, many stories. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. But, you know, um, there's a Hebrew word chutzpah, you know, which yes. means cheek. Now, what would you say in, in Greece? What, in Greek? What, what would chutzpah be? Uh, uh, you've got a cheek. I mean, you, you, you've got, uh, chutzpah, you know. <laughs> I have <laughs> to it. To go yes, and stop them and say, I want your. It's, it sounds belt. perfect. <laughs> Is there a particular be, Greek word? Maybe that's my Jewish yeah, it must be <laughs> good. <laughs> now, your dad, I know, also was training people. I think yes. uh, I seem to remember. Dad, dad was involved, very much involved in everything. Because um, being an aviation engineer, and also, I mean, he he taught in the University of Thessaloniki, so he actually had a rapport with the kids in a different, on a different level. Um, he always focused on the education, but at the same time, he he loved to see children um, being well spoken, well dressed, because uh, that's how my dad was. He was all he was a very um, philanthropic, well educated man, um, but he he instilled dignity and hope in a person. And his background, and what, what was when he was young? His background, um, his mom, like my, my mom's mom, um, both came from Constantinople, and his mom was orphaned, um, and he was orphaned as well at a very young age of five when mm. he lost his father after having um, gone through First World War, Second World War, and then got injured in Civil War. Mm. So, so he had, he had a heart a, for yes. people who were struggling too, yes. especially children, by the sounds of it. Yes, um, because what did they call him at the centre? Uh, Papu, which is a Greek um, word for grandfather. Um, so that shows you the relationship that he had with the, with and, the children. And also, uh, Christina, the one thing that I, I remember you saying was that. Um, the day that he came out of hospital, just before he passed away, what yes. was his last wish there? Well, his last, the last wish was that he said to my mom, I've got to go, go, go and see the children. As sick as he was, I mean, it was a Friday and Sunday he passed away. And these are the children so, in Hillbrow. And, uh, and this Yeovil. is the children that we care for um, from a young age that call him Papu. <laughs> yeah. um, he, he wanted to, to see the children, to, to see them, that they are fine, that they are, to say goodbye to them, Aww. basically, because he could feel it, mm. that he, he was on his way out wow. of this Wonderful. world. And... Um, I mean, the, the kids still miss him. That's mm. that's how my dad. He's you know his presence was very much and, and still felt, I'm sure, yes. and it's still supporting yeah. both of you. Yeah, yes. Oh, yes. all the time. Yes, yeah. Mm. So when you got your mom involved, was it a huge help because you were able to open up because you were still working? Well, yes, I was, I, and I mean, it's only now that I've since April that I've started full time mm. since my dad's passing. Mom and I are actually working together as a team. And you're growing um, it as well, aren't you? Yes, yes. That's what, that his wish was to expand, to expand because, that, I mean, I'm the visionary and I've always wanted to bridge um, Grace Community Centre with overseas as well um, so that it's not just a small organisation, that people can get to know it, that mm. um, children can actually ha have this... Um, hope of not just where they are, but a dream more than self worth. Yes, mm. that self worth that, that is so much uh, important in 
in many aspects. Um, I mean, they, they, where they come from, they come from broken families. Some of them are completely orphaned. Others um, might might be with just with a, with a grandmother or an aunt. So they are so hurt. So Their spirit is so mm. so hurt, and it's that daily need of just survival that we're trying to actually um, get that out of them. And, and start focusing that they can have a vision. They can be somebody. They can. They're not victims yes, to the circumstances. To the, yes. yes. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And, um, Helen, you wanted to say something? I want to say that in these 20 years, I've learned to know who I am. Wow, that's amazing. Through the lives of the people. Yeah. And what, what has it meant to you to find out who you are? Uh, it meant to me that... Um, I am a person that I can adapt and I can see a little bit uh, feather in somebody's uh, just outer appearance. So you almost see their soul, their spirit. Yes, sometimes, you know, we see a person and uh, we decide ourselves that this person is so, but it's not. It's totally the opposite. We need to learn to see the person in the eyes and read what is behind the eyes. Mm-hmm. Now, we have a, a mission statement mm-hmm. here that uh, I think it's necessary to be read. Yes, tell, said, tell me it, know, Helen. Read yeah. it for I think Christine can read it for okay. you. Well, this, this is actually the mission statement that was given to me through prayer that, um, when the vision started. After actually doing the survey, finding such a need, and realizing that we had to actually build the center holistically, not only focusing on the nutrition, but focusing holistically on the medical nutrition, but also on the practical needs mm-hmm. and, and the, 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 the person himself to build that person. And it's actually from the prophet Isaiah <laughs> where it says to put an end to oppression, to provide food for the hungry. And satisfy the needs of the oppressed To always guide and restore a broken heart And to restore a broken home And this has been our main focus Is to actually restore the broken home Because this is what we we found Mm -hmm. With all these refugees coming in There were broken homes I don't know, Mom, if you want to share um, With the audience Mm -hmm. uh, Mama Rukia How she came by foot Um, Tell me about Mama Rukia Yes, well, I got got to know uh, And a lady that was uh, <clears throat> quite elderly at the time, that she was uh, um, not able to walk. Uh, I thought it was that, that how she came, but it wasn't. It was because she had to walk all the way from Burundi with all her grandchildren that she managed to grab hold of as they were hidden in the bushes oh. because they were killing their parents at that moment. Mm. And uh, they were running from camp to camp, from country to country, to reach South Africa's borders. Now, in all this, she lost the boys in one camp because they had to separate them. And I'm hearing that is happening all over in Europe and now, and it's moment, devastating. Terrible. As you're talking, I'm getting cold shivers, yeah. thinking it's replaying itself. Yeah. The girls in, in other camps and, and her trying, you know, to find where, which camps, and not being able to. The good thing about it is that when she arrived in South Africa, in the, in the borders, she put all the names of the children there, and 
two and a half years later, they managed to get everyone together mm-hmm. in Bellevue. Good heavens. Right. Now, At your center. And, and we, oh, started, yeah, we started uh, uh, working with this lady. And as the children were coming in, we started uh, um, enrolling them, you know, registering them in the center. So they've all come through. Our section and uh, and did she learn to walk again? She she came back, she came back because she she really she was and she still is a prayer warrior. Oh wow! You know, and this is something that we all have to um, experience. If you don't experience prayer, you'll never know what Mm -hmm. prayer can do. What does prayer mean for you? Life. I've seen so many miracles that. I can only call it life. You know, Christine's younger uh, son um, once asked me, Granny, what uh, would you want to change if you had to start life again? I just, you know, thought at that moment, um, I don't know, you know, and then I said, nothing. And when then I said and thought for myself, mm. what I've answered, is it really the true answer? I found, yes, it is the true answer. Because if you don't live everything in life, and if you don't live others' lives too, because people have lives and have different things in their lives, if you don't go close, if you don't touch them, if you don't allow them, if you don't give them that freedom to open themselves and tell you their lives, you'll never know what their lives consisted of. So true. And I think... It's that recognition. I often tell the story of a, of a, um, orphanage in, in China. And the, the children at the beginning of the ward in the, in the, this orphanage were, they thri- they were thriving, they were fantastic. The children at the end of the ward, ward were failure to thrive. And they started doing a research to see mm. why. And the reason was that every when the nurses and whatever would come in, they would greet the new the, the first lot, you know, the first half, and they would play with them a bit. And and so they were recognised. They yes. were recognised as being little people worthy of love. By the time they got to the middle of the ward and towards the end, there was no love left, yes. and these children failed to thrive yes. completely because of the rack. Lack, Lack of, of recognition mm. and yes. love. Yeah. What you're saying is that you peel away each layer of the person because I'm quite sure by the per- time the person comes to you, they are so harmed, they are so Absolutely. so distraught and injured Absolutely. that they, they've put, built up these barriers around yes. them. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And that's what you are and gradually yes. undoing. You know what is the nice thing, what's the, the reward, I would say, for us, is that uh, when... People come to visit us for various reasons. The first thing they see and the first thing they express is the love and the freedom, the family feeling. And, and, and it, we don't see it because we live it. Mm. But when an you outsider... Take it for granted almost Yeah, now. you know, it's like, it's like this. <laughs> but when others come from outside, from the world, that is so harsh and so against and so negative, they can see. Mm-hmm. They can mm-hmm. see that the children there really feel safe, feel the warmth of love. 
They feel at home. Wonderful. They feel at home. Absolutely yeah. and wonderful. They, and that's what we want. We want them to actually experience home and experience that love. I mean, they come through from school and um, we teach them for the first thing, you know, routine. They must go wash their hands before they eat. They have a wholesome yeah. meal. And then they will go and they will sit and whatever educational gaps they have, they, um, we actually sit and assist them. So what what we are now, the next phase, um, we, we're looking at community service. Um, where we want the schools actually to get involved. Become involved. Yes. We'll go back to that. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9 High FM. Christine to go. I've got uh, Christina and and Helen Vagioklis with me. We're talking about changing lives. And the time is going so quickly, but I wanted you to say about getting community involved. Yes. Um, we initially started with HIV AIDS and support groups. Now our main focus is on education. In fact, um, yesterday we received good news of a family that we've been trying to get their kids um to school, the mother left three kids and the father actually is seeking employment. So these kids, have, we've been looking after them, coming through, coming and having their lunch and whatever other needs and hampers for the home. And we found out that um, the 12-year-old hasn't gone to school ever. Oh, no. Now, thanks to Grace Community Center, where the child has been coming for two years, and we have been showing them and how to read, how to, um, you know, how, how to actually um, look after themselves as well. Because that, that's, I mean, the, the father would leave them the whole day. So we said, no, you come to the center and we will show you um, in a safe environment um, and we started teaching these children. Now, the, the sister finished primary school and hasn't been for two years into high school. So we actually got them into New Nation School. They went, um, for, and thank you to New Nation for what they've done. Yes. You, you know. Because, um, they didn't have refugee papers, um, nothing at all. So we actually had to assist them. Otherwise, they can't go to school. Mm-hmm. And the Shadrach, that's the 12-year-old, is going to start grade 5, thanks to Grace Community Center actually <laughs> assisting. So you've caught and him up? Yes. yes. Wow. And um, Deborah will be going into grade 7. How amazing. And that was just yesterday wow. that we got the news. Uh-huh. So I thought just, you know, oh, I thought absolutely of that now. Amazing. Just to share with you. So but just tell me, you... You running all of these, I know you've got volunteers that help you, but where does your money come from? I mean, how do you, Sponsors. and you've got a golf day coming up we want Sponsors. to discuss. Yeah, how do you actually go about trying to get the sponsors? Well, and any we, listeners listening in or anyone who wants to help, tell them how they can get hold mm, of you. Um, well, our website will be up and running. What is your website? Um, it's um, they just have to, well, from Facebook, first of all, they can, they can go on to Grace Community Center. Grace Community Center, right. And then, um, And they can pick up numbers there. Mm. That's right, yes. Okay. All the information. And then the website will be www.gracecommunitycenter.org.za. And then you've got a golf day coming up. 
the the golf day actually is one of the programs that because um, because we focus on schools and we have been for 20 years now um, to instill character growth and integrity, honesty, all so these values. So universal values that you're yes, looking at. Yes, yes. So we've. Um, what we're now doing is with the students and the pupils, we want to create a platform where they can come through in a safe environment and teach either do their community service or students come and even do their dissertations, their research. Fantastic. Um, so this is w- w- our, ma- our, our second phase uh, that we are looking at at the project uh, because it's, we've seen a need, a need for children. I mean, they read and they're not comprehending what they're reading. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is what we've been doing now for the past three years, three, four years. Um, and these we can see now um, how Im- how. I'm impoverished um, and, and, and the educational gaps that these children have mm. um, and how many are actually not going to school they're not they're not educated mm. Mm. I was shocked um, to, to find that a 12 year old has never been to grade one isn't that pathetic and that you uh, actually told me a, a quote by I was going to say Rabbi Mandela I suppose he could be a rabbi or a priest whatever you want to call him but by Nelson Mandela about uh, just read it to me. I think you've got it there. Um, no, I don't actually have oh, it. You here, don't. But I <laughs> might have it because I remember you uh, thinking okay. about it, and it was about how he uh, education is the great oh, engine yes. of personal development. Mm. It is through education that the daughter of a peasant can become a doctor, yes. that the son of a mine worker can become the head of the mine, and that a child of farm workers can become the president of a great nation. Yes. It is what make uh, what we make out of what we have, yes. not what we are given. That separates one person from another. Mm. Can I say something on that? that? Yes. As you read it, it's actually my husband's. Yes. Words to the children. Oh, he used so to pick them up on the side, each and every one, every now and again, and he would tell them that you know, you can become this and that. You can do this. Of course, me, I give them a little bit more flash. I tell them, I want to see you hooting at the gate. You know, I'll <laughs> see a car like this, like a BM. You know, hooting, and I say, who's that? And then, wow, it's (laughs) it's bushy, you know. And uh, this is what Mandela was trying to say there. And, Mm. you know, this is the key. And to get out of that victim mode into a self-empowerment. And still that dignity that everyone actually deserves Mm -hmm. to have. Mm -hmm. All right. uh, Sorry, I want to go back to uh, about Golf Day. Yes. Do we say that? Uh, that? Grace Community Centre is working also as a hub to other organisations as well. Because we can't do everything. Mm. It's impossible. So you've joined forces. I'm going to mix the question of how do you get by. I look up <laughs> and I get by. I'm the treasurer yes. for all the years. <laughs> um, private, private hearts, I would call them, that fill their hands and uh, keep us going. That is how we're going. Um, I used to say to the ladies, um, come and I'll teach you how to cook a pot of food out of nothing. Hmm. And they used to look at me like I'm crazy. But, yes, that's how the pots are getting full every day, Mm. out of nothing, and it's a wonderful, wholesome meal. 
its provision. It's amazing. And uh, I know that if we all just uh, uh, give our cup of coffee today to, to have a cup of coffee <laughs> with your friend, yeah, it's no less than 100 rand. Absolutely. <laughs> For a cappuccino, not two cappuccinos. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, if we give one cup of coffee away of our weekly outings, uh, every, any grace mission will be operating. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Wonderful. Yeah. Yes. And it's so, such a little that, you know, if yeah. you really think about it's such mm. a little yes. to give if you break it down into a cup of coffee. I mean, yeah. really. And uh, Golf Day is actually in conjunction with uh, other organizations that are in the programs of the schools. Okay, we're going to give the, uh, in, in, in a minute. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9 High FM. Hello, our time is running so quickly, and I've got Christina and Helen Vogioklis with me, and, and Christina is actually going to tell us one lovely story about a young boy who's matriculated. Where did he come from? Um, well, he, we've been supporting, we actually still support his brother as well. Um, his mother, um, was a widow, and in the area, because they do, I mean, by mouth to mouth, you know, they, they actually speak. Mm. And they, um, we actually have been assisting um, the kids through primary and high school. And this young man, has actually finished with four distinctions. Gosh. Um, yes, coming through daily, having his lunch with us, and coming and doing his homework and having the support. We had actually with students coming and assisting, um, at which we would Tutoring. actually... Tutoring. Yes. Wow, how fantastic. And, and that's one, if, any, if there are any listeners, any student listeners that are looking for being able to have a platform to come and please... I feel welcome because that's what we need. We want to see that these kids can actually see further than just Grace Community Centre. And um, he actually is now finishing. He's got a bursary at St. John's doing the post-matric. Oh, how yes. wonderful. And from Jeez. there, he's actually looking at going into engineering. Mm. And another young lady that's actually with us, now we're mentoring her to become an administrator, she finished with two distinctions. Mm. So there's How hope for our children. Really yes. so heartening. Helen, just go back to the golf day for a moment because we... Yes, so uh, the golf day uh, will be uh, assisting not only Grace Community Centre, but it will be assisting primarily the projects that are for schools. Okay. Um, we're talking about uh, bringing honourable men and all honourable ladies. Um, these programs uh, work once a week at various schools like uh, Jules High. And it's all these uh, at-risk children yeah. uh, coming from these areas where parents are alcoholics, um, unemployment is rife. and Difficult yes. areas, I would call mm. them, you know, mm. coming from mm. difficult areas and they need a lot of support. They need a, a lot of work. And that work is done uh, through camps. Through, through weekly uh, uh, talks um, and a lot of um, material. So all this uh. material needs money. And the camps, the interaction, the, camps, all the, kids, the interaction, t-shirts, mm. caps, 
uh, bandanas, costumes, costumes yes. uh, other kind little, you know, uh, things that are given as they grow into the system, like badges and, mm. and stuff well, like just, this. Just if you I can know, interrupt for a second, yeah. I mean, the camp itself, we had over 200 children wow. that um, attended camp, and we literally just asked 50 rand, um, and if they could, actually. And that was more for them to feel that they are but contributing, yes, yeah, contributing mm, yeah. uh, towards this. But everything else, we actually... And it wasn't Grace Community Centre. It was other NGOs, another NGO that we actually partner with. Mm. Um, but we are the hub where they can actually... Um, All the work is happening there in other words. Yeah, and it (laughs) reaches out. Yes, Yes. and the administration as well. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. and I believe, I mean, the administration is being very well controlled. The date of this, um, and the golf day is Wednesday, the 11th of September. The cost is 3,500 rand per four ball. And it says, please join us for our annual spring golf day hosted by Ibotza. A Botsi golf, golf and country estate. And um, the package includes a four-ball green fee golf cart dinner, prize giving. And please contact Vasco um, at or Vasco at contact, MIM. Or, or you can, can, okay. can contact me. It's Rather fine. contact yes. Grace Community Center on Facebook. Or your phone number is? 082-494-494. Four nine four five four five four nine one nine one, and please remember that anything that you would like to know about either the golf day or or anything that we've been talking about, please phone High FM office, and Mandy will have all the information there. We'll leave it with Mandy, um, because we'd really love people to get involved with this. You know, there's a. Uh, organizations, um, you know, rather be the answer to the organization always that's, that's happening. And if we can do that, we can find such meaning in our lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's some people are problem, problem oriented. Others are solution oriented. So please mm-hmm. become a partnership in this and become yes. solution oriented mm-hmm. people. Can I ask something very simple? Yes. We need school. Uniforms, school uniforms, right? Um, through the year, the children's shoes. They walk to schools. Mm. The schools are not in one area. We have the children. New Nation, as Christine mentioned, is in Auckland Park. Mm. They it's walk near from. Mm. They walk from Yeovil Berea to Auckland Park and back. So anyone who can assist with uniforms, with anyone who's in the business of shoes or anything like that, school shoes, we would love to hear from you. Craig is giving me the signal mm. to wrap up. He's really trying thank hard. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Craigie. <laughs> thank you so much, Christina, and thank you, Helen, for being with us. It did go quickly. There's a lot more to be discussed. We are ending with a Josh Groban um Song, lift me up oh, and yeah, raise me up. Thank you very Thank much. You. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank you.